The world is changing rapidly. Empowerment is happening actively. Now is the best point in time to connect, share our unique stories. Through life experiences, we're learning from others and discovering our limitless potential, challenging our beliefs and aligning our action to our values, embracing our emotions and transforming ourselves so we can transform the world. Will we trust the progress? What kind of training are you doing currently? Um, well, I have, uh, I mean, I do all types of different forms of movement. I try to at least adopt a different little style of movement a month, just something to just keep my body guessing. Um, keep me excited about teaching movement and being involved in the fitness industry and the wellness space. And um, currently I just did a, a, a hit workout with my, my trainer, Myron. Myron is like a big top trainer out here in Maryland. He trains like every NFL player that comes from the DMV area. So um, today we just did a bunch of different sports conditioning drills, uh, things that we would do if we were on the field, but just doing them in your basement is the same effect. So and it's even harder when you're doing it on a mat and you don't have cleats on outside where you can rip the ground. It's like, it's just tough. So it's, that, it's, even, it's, it's actually been more enjoyable, um, these virtual sessions than some of the actual sessions in live. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's because it's like, I'm able to, I can tune out, you know what I'm saying? Whereas when I'm there, I can't necessarily tune out. I'm so stuck into that space as far as like, you got 13, 14 guys around y'all hyped up. And that's easier to be motivated in that space than it is to be motivated in your basement where it's just you and a you know, computer screen. So I think that's something that I value right now is just the fact that even throughout this quarantine process, throughout the pandemic, everybody's struggling and stressing. We're still finding space to continue the rituals and routines that we had, which gave us a little of the illusion of control. But during this stressful chaos, anxiety period, it's like it's something that I realized was a space that I necessarily didn't give a lot of um, reverence to, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm a teacher and I teach movement and I teach meditation. So I combine the both, but at the same time, it's such a, a thing for me. It's such like a, it's something that I have to do. Um, I never really was able to enjoy it all the time. And so now I'm back like enjoying fitness again. I'm enjoying like getting in shape again. I'm enjoying meditating again. It's not a job anymore. It's like, a, it's a delight now. And I, and I love that passage that my, ex-girlfriend used to always spit at me like you know it's real when it goes from duty to delight and so it's like I used to look at what I do as a duty I gotta do this I gotta do this but now it's like it's a delight because during this pandemic all my work is now becoming more visible and people are looking for positivity and looking for messages so um yeah man it's all over the place but I'm having a ball baby a ball. yeah that's that's real cool man so tell me a little bit more about how you discovered your your area of expertise so you really are focusing on that um, that area and tell me a little bit more how you got into it and and how you developed it. Um, I was fired from my first job coming out of college, so I played ball at Howard University. Um, shout out Howard, and I came out in 2012 and tried to go pro. Uh, I played safety at Howard. Um, and I was pretty, I would say, I had the skill set. I didn't have this, but I had all of this. Everything, every other intangible, running fast, jumping high, 
Um, those are things I do very well. So I always had that as like a, a foundation, but okay. I never built upon that. I just allowed that to just be what it was. And I never like extrapolated upon what that could have become. I just let it just naturally just take its course. So of course I didn't make it. Uh, I got into a couple of camps, never really made it on a, on a team, anything. Um, and then I got invited to coach at uh, Georgetown Prep, which is a boarding school in Maryland, like one of the top boarding schools in the country, big lacrosse program, all this stuff. So I get there, I'm loving it. I'm not getting paid no money. I'm a dorm parent and a prefect. So I'm in charge of the junior and senior class. So basically, if they want to go to Chipotle and leave school, um, they got to come check in with me. But Coach Cunningham, I'm going to leave, go to Chipotle. Is that cool? I'm like, yeah, give me the slip. I got you. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that became a thing. And I loved that job. That was my first real gig. I like outside of being an athlete. And I was still the existing strength coach. So I was still doing what I love to do. And I was also a joint parent. I got to have like in personal connections with these kids. And I was still a damn kid myself. I'm 24. So I loved it. I fell in love with it. And then I got fired. And I got fired because one of the kids' parents was close to my, like with my family. She was like, yo, my son, he's not a boarder, but can he sleep over the night? Like, can he just stay in somebody's room? I'm like, man, what's whatever? He got 5 a.m. pool workouts with, the, with me. Of course, I need that money. I got you. Put him in the little dorm with Trey. He's good. I go to do the dorm. Uh, I was doing uh, gym duty. I'm in gym duty, and all the prefects start coming in there. I'm like, oh, shit, so I'm going down. This little kid started, was wandering the hallways, Brandon. They caught him. They were like, who, who are you here with? Why are you still here? You're not a boarder. He was like, I'm here with Coach Cunningham. Boom. Done. I got fired the next day. Um, I cried for like two weeks straight for real because I was like, what am I? I failed at football, which was like something I put all my heart and soul into for 10 years of my life or more. And then I failed at having a job, which is like the next step after not playing football. is like, okay, now you got to get a job. And I failed at that. So I was like, fuck, what do I do now? Like, I don't know what I should be doing. I don't know who I am. Without football, I'm nothing. Now without a job, I'm even more nothing. I'm at ground zero. I'm absolutely, to me, during those two weeks, I was literally so self-deprecating, de- like just beating myself up every day. Like, you're nothing. You're nothing. How did you, how did you overcome that? I mean, that was a devastating challenge where you had to, to face some obstacles, right? So how yeah. did you overcome that? Um, Thank God for just promise. You know, I think we all have a promise um, in life as we are born each day. Uh, we have a new beginning, new opportunity every day. So I got reached out to by a friend from high school. I went to uh, a, another little prestigious school here in Maryland called Landon in Bethesda and um, went there for like six years and got to get close with the family there. And in the Bisno family, they're very known in the D.C. area. And their son, Elliot, started a company called Summit Series in 2008 or nine. Um, and they had a couple events here uh, in DC, a couple events abroad, and they created this hub for their community in Eden, Utah. And so he reached out to me when I, like two or three weeks after I got fired, he was also, he hosts the Sweet Life Festival here in DC. He was like, yo, you should come to the festival. I was like, I'm good. That's not my type of scene. He was like, yo, at least come to the dinner. I was like, nah, I'm good on that too. I was just in a funk. I was like, I don't want to fuck with nobody right now. Yeah. I'm just going to be in myself and I'm going to beat myself up because I'm good at that. And my brother reached out to me. He's like, yo, Elliot reached out to me. You sure you don't want to go to the dinner? I'm going to the dinner with uh, with my sister-in-law. I'm like, 
ah, okay, now my brother's going, my sister-in-law's going. I should probably show up since I'm the one who created this relationship because we went to school together. So I went and I was just coming off of a, a dinner that I got drunk at heading to this dinner. I was just so funky, bro, like just funky. Didn't want to deal with nothing. Just wanted to drown myself. And I get to the dinner, I open the door, and the first person I see is Elliot. And he's very, he's very interesting. His family's interesting. Like that whole world of private schools, it's all interesting. The open the door, he's like, yo, what's your dream? And I was like, fuck, I don't got time for this today. I don't got time for this, <laughs> this private school white world. I don't have time for this right now. I'm just trying to get a little grub and get out of here. He's like, what's your dream, Jossie? And I was like, I was like, well, you know, Elliot, I've always wanted to start my own gym. I always wanted to have my own space and do my own thing and create my own class and create my own method and just have my own shit. Um, and he was like, well, Joss, listen, let's talk. So the whole night we're talking. He's like, I want to take you up, so I want to show you something on my computer. I'm like, bet, show me. He's like, uh, it's, it's the first like couple of videos that Summit Series had done. Uh, they did a, a thing called DC10. Bill Clinton spoke at it. Um, Aloe Black was a singer. It was a bunch of things happening in that space. And then they did a summit at sea. They did Squaw Valley. And he was showing me their events. And I was like, whatever this is, I want in. Like, this is the most beautiful community. This is gorgeous. Like, who shot this? Like, what is this? And so he invited me out. He said, come out for two weeks and we'll see. And I was like, all right, bet. So I'm looking up Summit Series for two weeks. Like, yo, what, what is this magical place? And on, online on Wikipedia, it says it's in Malibu, California. I'm like, I hit the jackpot. I got fired from a job and I got hired for a job that I have my own gym and it's in Malibu. I'm like, yo, this is the best, best this, is, this is a dream. And then I get a phone call like three days before I'm about to like say yes and commit. And Josh Zabar was one of the, like the, uh, I guess, moderators of the whole community and everything. He's like, yo, you know we're in Eden, Utah, right? And I'm like, what you mean you're in Utah? Like, Nobody told me about Utah. I thought this was in Miami and California. Like, this was some, some spunky hot shit. He's like, nah, it's in Utah. It's in Eden. He's like, it's like an hour outside of Salt Lake City. I'm like, dog, I'm, I'm, I don't know about this now. Utah, I'm black. I'm like, I don't even know how many brothers are in Eden, Utah. He's like, I'm going to just be real with you, Jossie. None. I was like, all right, but now what am I going to do? Like, you're making this hard to be a decision to make. So I made the decision. My mom was like, listen, you got to go do something. <laughs> you're not going to clown around here. So, and just wallow in, in, in self-pity and shame all day. So I took the job, moved to Utah, um, lived in Utah for four years, four and a half years. Um, some of it is probably the best experience of my life. Um, being a part of that community helped me burst everything I'm doing. Um, it gave me legs and arms into the world that I never knew existed. Um, I got to attend events like Burning Man and um, Coachella and all these things that to me were experiences only afforded by the privilege. And so I realized that I had a certain pivot point towards white privilege. Um, I was proximal to it um, always since sixth grade. That was kind of like what I kind of understood about the world was that, okay, they have money, we struggle. They have money, we struggle. And so it became an easier community to navigate. And those four years showed me that there was a purpose behind my journey in life, behind going to private school early, being one of four boys and being the only one to be afforded that experience, um, getting fired from a job that I thought I loved. I thought I was going to be a strength coach forever at a high school that, like, that's not me. Um, but I thought that was me because when you're 24 years old, you don't know any better. So I was like, boom, this is my lot. God, I'm taking it. Um, and to, to, to see what I spawned from that community at Summit and confidence I gained from being a part of that world and 
also seeing like that elite communities need a lot of help in understanding how to truly be a community, not just a bunch of wealthy, um, accessible, rich whites. Um, so I found that that was a certain narrative that I got used to. And once I exited Summit um, through a relationship and moved to Rio de Janeiro and lived in Brazil for a while, I got to understand um, you once again that promise that I was on that path. Like all these steps that I thought were taken backwards were actually steps that were catapulting me forward. And I had, not, I had no idea until I landed in a place and I'm like, oh shit, this is why I'm here. And so that's been like my experience of my career. It's been like, okay, I don't wanna do this shit no more. And then boom, a aha moment comes in or an opportunity comes in. It's like, yo, keep going, like keep doing what you're doing and keep doing what you've been doing. And this pandemic showed me again um, to stay on my path because uh, being one that produces a lot of content for social media, it can be a little lonely. Um, that space and you're depending on the opinions of others often, um, which is a very damaging space for, for someone's mind and psyche. So now seeing that the things that I used to get angry about and frustrated about, the content that I used to want people to really absorb is now the content that they're looking for, the content that they need. Um, that's been something that's been very interesting to see. So the work has gone from, you know, Utah, um, you know, getting fired, going to Utah and becoming like, as a starlet within a very, um, very non-diverse community. And then coming out of that community with all these networks and all these, you know, opportunities and choosing to go live in another country and just following whatever my little heart says, basically, is what I've been doing in my career. And I'm really big on that because often we're, we're so quick to plan um, so far in advance our lives, not knowing that an opportunity or a moment can happen within that time um, that can push us in a different direction. And either we say yes to that direction or we say no. And often I've been wanting to say yes. And so I think that's the message that I always try to give to people is just, you know, if your gut is telling you something, your intuition is saying, you know, go with this, then go with it and see what it can become. And I've done that every year, basically. And I've found something every year that has called me back to a purpose. Like I wanted to quit fitness and get out of fitness. And then Aloe Moves, which is like a major um, fitness app, hit me up on Instagram in my DMs and was like, yo, we want to work with you. And I was like, really? Like I only have 5,000 followers at the time. Like why do you want to work with me? You guys are a bigger brand. Like you guys represent the big conglomerate. Like you want little old me? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we do. And I was like, all right, cool. And so it's, it's, it called me back into fitness and got me back into like, okay, Jossie, you can't run from your purpose. Um, and I think the further we run from our purpose, the more pain that we experience um, that we don't necessarily have to experience. And so, you know, all the things I'm on to now and what I'm focused on now is that, you know, just continue to fuel that passion every day for why I'm doing what I'm doing and for why um, I'm given these days because I know many people that have come before me that haven't been given these opportunities or these days. And so for me to have another day, to have another opportunity or anything, I'm just grateful for it. And as long as I continue expressing that, it's, uh, it seems to be working. 